We use a lot of modalities on that. We, with fibromyalgia, we probably use more of what we have available than anything else, whether it's acupuncture, homeopathy, neurokinetic uh, retraining, nutrition, replenishment, re-inoculation, the five R's for the gut, getting rid of heavy metals, organic pollutants. It's, yes, it's one of the most complicated things to do, but it all begins with what you stick in your mouth. Once you tell people that the best tool you have is your fork, and that every time you eat something, you're either fighting a disease or you're helping cause it, they classically will get it, if they're miserable enough. Yeah. Simply Healthy TV, Nick Delgado with here. I'm with David Blywise. He's uh, got an incredible practice. He's been seeing patients, and you really get to the core of their problems. I think it started with you. Were you your first patient? Um, I was my first patient <laughs> on the sofa for 20 hours a day with wow. chronic fatigue and fibromyalgia yeah. until my daughter came down and made some comments to me. And yeah. then I did what we normally do in functional medicine, went through the stressors and toxins and allergens and mm-hmm. infections and immune system, nutrient deficiencies, detox. I did all that stuff. And yeah. 12 weeks later, well, not only was I about 20 pounds lighter because I changed my diet, but I didn't have chronic fatigue and fibromyalgia. I was like, oh, this is what I want to do. I, I want to stop being wow. um, the legal drug pusher uh, to my patients. So your facility is Maximum Wellness Center? Yes, Maximum Wellness Centers. We're going for two now, one with a hyperbaric facility. Yes. Um, because what we're finding is that all those things we thought were never reversible, um, early Alzheimer's, dementia, some of the traumatic brain injuries from the vets we're seeing, when we combine some of the uh, cell membrane regeneration intravenously with the MEND protocol that Dale Bredesen is doing out in UCLA with a lot of docosahexaenoic acid, a ketogenic diet, and the hyperbaric chambers, people were getting better. Yeah. So we're, 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 we're having a little niche like that. But every day we see people with ulcerative colitis and, and multiple sclerosis, migraine headaches, obesity, uh, diabetes, the, the host of the 80% of the chronic disease that doctors see, not the 20% that, thank goodness, we're great in, in an ER for. So in hormone replacement, you come across... Uh, estrogen dominance. Yes. Not just in women, but in men. No, you come across estrogen dominance in men. And you don't have to have moves, okay? Mm-hmm. You don't have to have moves. You have to have enough of visceral adipose tissue, which uh, not only has that level of estrogen, but is inflammatory. Yeah. Um, and it may not be that they have a gross deficiency of testosterone. It may be that they have too much estrogen. Now, some of that is not their fault from what they eat. Some of that is um, the, the xenobiotics and the xenoestrogens out in our atmosphere. Sure. And in the plastic bottles that sit in the heat in their car that are soft, that they're, they're drinking their xenoestrogens. Um, and it's, yeah, no one talks about that. Mm. Yeah, I just read a published study by Michael Greger, and he was looking at the review of xenoestrogens and toxins and chemicals. And then it was kind of shocking, but he said that some of the meat is now uh, coming across with 10,000 times more beta estradiol than the xenoestrogen exposure. So we have to be careful now about what's our source of meat. 
He's absolutely right. I was just on a cruise with him, actually. Um, you don't want to sit down and have dinner with him. Uh, or Alessio Fasano, you're not going to have a piece of bread. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you, you have to be careful of the food that you eat. Um, we, we changed our whole uh, idea about gluten sensitivity uh, in the fact that all the gluten, if it's not uh, organic, is all being sprayed with glyphosate. So was it the gluten or is it now Roundup that's coming in? We right. know what it's doing to the gut. We know what it's doing to the gut of the animals that eat the, the Roundup-ready crops. Um, we, we see that it's in pregnant women, in their babies. Um, it, causes, it causes a dysbiosis, leaky gut. Um, it's, yes, what is a person to do? They got to get started. They got to get started. They've <laughs> so, got to so, eat better, and right? got, yes, there's a lot of stuff to do. But everyone can do it. I tell people, they go, probably what we give most out mm -hmm. is, is hope that when people come to me and they're crying or they're miserable, most people come to me when they're miserable or their doctors finally sent them or it's the three to five years and they're not getting better, they've spent a lot of money, they're on 12 drugs, and we say, listen, everyone gets better depending on how much you get into this, how much you eat well. I'm not going to... People fall off the wagon. Sure, right? sure. And I said, and, and, and you can fall off the wagon. I just don't want you to fall off the wagon, roll down the hill into a gutter, have the wagon follow you, and then land on top of uh, you. Insult to injury. Insult to injury. So if you're going to eat well and you eat well and it's Sunday and it's Mother's Day coming up and that piece of cake literally has your name on it, <laughs> then, then, then go for it. Maybe not eat the big piece, maybe eat the little piece. Mm -hmm. You can have associated guilt depending on your culture. Um, but or the or use my cookbook, Simply Healthy, and come up with a healthy cake or pie that, that they can't eat. I have had healthy cakes and yeah. pies. Not only do they taste good, but they have no calories. And I will believe that until the day I stop eating them. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I, I, I think it's interesting, but as you evolve into your training of patients and, and clients and, and helping other doctors, we start to realize that uh, we're more than our diet, our exercise, our hormones. Then we deal with the frontier of the mind and the power of the unconscious mind. Right. So, you know, it, it, it's, it's really an exciting field that we're in today. Uh, oh, yeah. But it's a, probably a bigger challenge than it's ever been. We have more knowledge, more access to information. Right. But people aren't applying it. They have right. to take action. Right, right. And classically, people who are miserable. Yeah. Enough. They will, they will take if they fall far enough. That's right. If they survive it. If they survive it, or they're interested in it, or they have children mm. who they want to, they want to be better. So, yeah. the, 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 one patient brings us 20 because they get better. They go, oh, I didn't have to suffer. Oh, I don't need $1,200 a month in deductibles of Humira and Enbrel. I mean, we're seeing, we're seeing four-year-olds. Mm -hmm. who are being diagnosed with juvenile rheumatoid arthritis. The parents are bringing them to us because their, their rheumatologist says, unless you let me give your child Humira or Enbrel or methotrexate and prednisone, I'm going to report you. For what? For child abuse. Whoa. What about foods? And No, there's, you can't do anything about that. So they okay. come to us, and classically, 12 weeks later, the mm -hmm. four-year-old is now running around. Nothing mm -hmm. hurts. They don't like me because they don't do pizza anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Which, actually, I, I agree with that. <laughs> uh, but it, it's enough that they're running around, their joints aren't swollen, and, and they're doing fine. There's a gluten-free uh, pizza, and I believe it's called Daya Cheese, which is a tapioca base. I don't know if you've come across it, but uh, my little one's willing to eat it and likes it. We have that here, I think, in a place called Pizza Fusion. 
Okay. Pizza fusion. Uh -huh. Gluten-free, dairy-free. Yeah, yeah. Of course, you have those people who go, why? Why would you do it? You know, it's like, well, because it's pizza. And, and, and it's part of culture, right? I mean, uh, at least we've made it. I yeah, mean, uh, 70 people. years of pizza from Italy after <laughs> World War II. Right? We didn't have it until after World War II. Yeah. yeah. Soldiers brought it back. You know, so I don't do well with gluten. In fact, my staff has a photo of me in one of our IV chairs an hour after I had a bowl of pasta, yeah. which I broke down at lunch and had a bowl of pasta. And I am passed out. I have an O sign, huh, like this, and I am snoring away. And they just hold that in front of me and go, Dr. Blyweiss on gluten. So my daughter and I are in Italy. <laughs> right. and we're doing Florence and Rome and Venice, and it's lovely. And I'm eating pasta, pizza, bread, cookies, donuts, Danish. No problem. Not an issue. No joint pain, no headaches. I'm not mm -hmm. passing out. And it's, and it's, oh, right, this isn't our gluten. Right. This isn't our wheat. The guy said, this is 2,000 years old. So well, it tastes fresh. No, he said the, the wheat itself is, is heritage wheat. That's 2,000 years old. Well, they old. say it has a different number of chromosomes, too. It's it, not genetically modified. The it's wheat, completely wheat. different. Lower in gluten than yep. our, our yep. particular yep. wheat. Listen, right? we haven't had an amber wave of grain in 50 years. We have dwarf wheat, dwarf wheat, mm -hmm. and thank goodness for Norman Borlag. He saved Pakistan and India. Mm -hmm. But the rest of us are dealing with that That. Gluten, which is four times more, um, uh, what celiac disease? When they took the, the the frozen blood from the from the Air Force cadets from the fifties and measured it with the blood, now they found that celiac disease was four times more common. We didn't change in fifty years. No, no, we didn't change. The gluten changed. The environment changed. The chemicals changed. The things that you would not put in your diet on your child's plate on your plate. Um, is now in the air, food, and, and water uh, cycle, and we take it in every day. So, I mean, this is a whole other discussion about you need to detox every day some way, and I do that with crisp um, brassica vegetables to get my phase two liver enzyme system working. Uh, every day, something, whether it's bok choy or, or broccoli sprouts, highest source of glutathione, something, every day, and I tell my patients, and, and they, a new patient will be with us for about two or three hours. And we tell them, you're going to be here for the morning. And when they leave, we send them uh, an email of the, of the visit. We have a, a scribe in the room, and they get three, four pages of what, we, of what we spoke about. Because you can't remember what I'm going to tell you. Right. right? Dottore is teacher. And that's what we like to do. We like to educate people. And ultimately, once they're up on it, then they're not down on it anymore. You mentioned the cruciferous vegetables, and uh, there's an understanding that when you cook them, some of the most important enzymes that help to fight estrogen dominance are altered, converted, or lost. Yes. So we should not only encourage you know, a good plate of, of raw cruciferous vegetables, right. but some people won't eat enough of that, so some supplementation, uh, DIM, indole-3-carbonyl, right. wasabi, right. D-glucolactone, right? Right. Glycine. Right. Th these are very important uh, right. uh, in terms of the overall conversion and protection and, and the movement of these estrogen metabolites to a safer pathway. And what about methylization? Are you a fan of uh, using the 5-methyl tetrafolate, the, uh, the, the B12 that... Yes, uh, after comes... I learned how to pronounce them, I was. <laughs> Methylcobolamide. Um, and... Yes, 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 <laughs> yes I am. Yeah. And, and the reason why we call them supplements, yes. because they supplement That's what right. you're supposed to eat. Right? Um, I have, well, people come in and, and they dump their, their shopping bag 
mm. of of supplements on my on my desk, right. and I'll go. How do you know you need all these? I mean, I do this every. Oh, the the guy at the store said it was good for me. And I said, you mean the the teenager with his baseball hat backwards with his earbuds in, right. who the boss said move this stuff because we're having a sale. Right. That guy. Yeah, yeah. Does, does he have a degree? Well, no. Okay. So let's test it. I can't do the blood test. I, I can't afford it. Fine. I have ways that I will test you with liquid mineral taste testing, a mm -hmm. clinical nutritional physical exam mm -hmm. that I will tell you what you're deficient in. Yeah. And then we'll go from there. And then we will supplement it. Or you will eat a little bit different. And by the way, you're going to poop better. And you're going to have a better mood sometimes because you're going to poop better. But if the probiotics are right and the prebiotics are right, we do know now from the lectures we've done today, through the vagus nerve and spinal pathways, mediators, you know, neurohumors, neurotransmitters that the bacteria make, which is brand new, except for, you know, with the, we knew serotonin, but we didn't know GABA, we didn't know the others. Um, you're going to feel better by the food you eat. That's the, uh, that's the easiest thing that I can have you do, where you will have within a week or two some change, besides losing weight, so a fat weight, you're going to feel better, you're going to look better, you're going to have more energy, what? Because you stopped with the heavy red meat and, and potatoes, and, and you're eating uh, like what Michael Pollan will say, eat real food, not too much, mm -hmm. mostly plants. Right. Uh, I tell people, and there's no scientific rationale for what I'm going to say. <laughs> What's that? But patients remember it. And what it is is you have 32 teeth in your mouth normally. Unless you're from West Virginia, you got seven. Oh. But no, but you have to make sure there's no one from West Virginia in the audience. Right, right, right. Um, but four of them are for ripping flesh. So 12% of your diet, no more should, uh, than 12% should be, should be meat. Mm -hmm. The other 88% should be vegetables, fruits, nuts, seeds, berries, but 12% meat. And the people who follow that because they can remember it, do better. Yeah. So, but again, no scientific basis except there's an evolutionary imperative involved here. Right. Yes. So what do you see as the future in terms of helping people to, to get the kind of results that you want them to get? Uh, with the internet and with online education, is there some things that you envision that you're going to employ? Um, employing already and will be employed more in the future. It's very, and it's, and it's the simplicity. Mm -hmm. It's going to be the right food and getting the right uh, microbiome into you because of everything the microbiome does. The, the, we know that the, the microbiome has over 300, I think it's 350 times more protein gene coding from the bacteria in our gut. Add that to the right polyphenols coming with the food you're eating, which are affecting those. And that's why a human being with 23,000 genes can do all the things we do, because they're working for us. They're working for us via our immunity, inflammation, our mood, our behavior. It's what we eat. It's what we grow inside of us. You remember, we, we, we brought in uh, mitochondria into the human, uh, into the human billions of years ago to generate more energy. Right? We have more sure. energy because of the mitochondria. Well, we forget, or some of us don't know, that the short-chain fatty acids that the right microbiota will, will, will form with the right prebiotics gives us 5 to 10% more energy than we normally wouldn't have in our total body. So again, we are energy hogs. We will bring other things into our DNA. I mean, really, we are a meat bus. 
carrying the microbiome around with us um, so that it will affect our mood, our behavior, it makes us more social so that we meet the right people and have babies to transfer the microbiota to another person. We are a meat bus carrying them around. But the, the amount of that fecal biomass of microbiota is about a kilogram and a half or two, about the same weight as your brain. Be, be specific. Um, prebiotics. Name some that the audience will understand and appreciate. Uh, the ones you would understand are things we never eat. Chicory root, inulin, large starch. That's what they give as an example. So let's go down to reality. Onions, garlic, asparagus. These are the, these are the things that you will understand and, and will help your microbiome and ultimately your body. Yeah, we use inulin in a product we call SlimBlend Pro as a complete meal, and it, it has 30 whole foods that are kept at, uh, under a certain degree temperature so that the enzymes are preserved, and then we add probiotics and put and that all together. That's a great combination. Yeah. That's good. You know, Michael Ash from uh, England is one, a friend and one of our mm -hmm. lecturers who'll tell people, mm -hmm. have you heard the phrase, an apple a day keeps a doctor away? And I say the same thing. People go, yeah. I go, it's a lie. <laughs> it's two apples a day. <laughs> or maybe five. Or maybe five. But at least two. One of them can be baked with cinnamon to help control your blood sugar. But one of them, you know, you want that fiber in you. You know, you want more fiber. And um, what can I say? It's going to be diet and uh, microbiome, lifestyle. That's where we're going. Perfect. What's your website? How can people find it? It is uh, maxwc.com, M-A-X-W-C.com. We are in lovely Fort Lauderdale. Uh, we have people coming from all over. And uh, we have four functional medicine doctors in the center with the oh. nutritionist, who's the most important person there, uh, as well as our acupuncturist and homeopath and our IV, uh, our IV suite. Do you treat fibromyalgia since you had encountered issues with it yourself? How often do you do, and what are the outcomes with fibromyalgia? We, we treat fibromyalgia. It's a, it's a longer treatment than most. It's right up there with attempting to treat Lyme disease. Oh. It's, it's multifactorial, so the treatment is multimodal. Um, once people have had it long enough, they are willing to do what they have to do, which is change their diet get rid of certain toxins, get the stressors out, get their nutrient deficiencies back to where they need to be nutrient you know, replenished. Um, exercise. We use a lot of modalities on that. We, with fibromyalgia, we probably use more of what we have available than anything else, whether it's acupuncture, homeopathy, neurokinetic uh, retraining, nutrition, replenishment, re-inoculation, the five R's for the gut, getting rid of heavy metals, organic pollutants. It's Yes, it's one of the most complicated things to do, but it all begins with what you stick in your mouth. Once you tell people that the best tool you have is your fork and that every time you eat something, you're either fighting a disease or you're helping cause it, they classically will get it if they're miserable enough. Yeah, perfect. Thank you very much. Thank you. Hi, Dr. Nick Delgado here. Please give us a review on iTunes, and we'll be happy out of the group of reviews to choose a lucky winner of one of our award-winning products. It could be EsterBlock, Adrenal DMG, Stem Cell Strong, or even Power and Speed. We'll ship you a bottle at no cost. You'll enjoy it just from basically giving us a review on iTunes. Also, visit DelgadoProtocol.com. That's DelgadoProtocol.com and take our free hormonal quiz. Looking forward to assisting you to be your absolute best.